0: This is fucking Nick Gage, man. I'm the leader of the MDK gang, Eastern Block. Shout out to Nate Hatred, RIP Hate Club. If you ain't listening to Wrestle and Cheers, I'm going to send someone to your fucking house. They're going to murder your fucking family right in front of you. So I bet you, I bet you, you better be listening to Wrestle and Cheers. It's the fucking God. Way in the world today, you Taking a break from all your worries, sure.
1: And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you leave us a voicemail. This is Wrestling Cheers. we like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a special listener voicemail question episode. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please Rate review and subscribe you're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, Wrestling dot com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers at Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email. If you so choose desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Man, we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a listener, voicemail, listener question episode. And of course, it's not just me. This time around, we have Stacy. How's it going, Stacy?
2: Hey, man. How's it going? It's going
1: good for me. It's 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 uh, going pretty good for me. Uh, have you have you gotten your mutant vaccine yet? I get my second dose tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, you will be 100% microchipped. They're going to be able <clears throat> to follow you everywhere you go.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think most of the chips were in the first shot. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh- but that, man that's the funniest shit to me like how like that theory clearly comes from the same people who brought you q right because like <laughs> you don't you don't need to microchip people to know where they are everybody voluntarily did it already it's called your cell phone oh, well, find God, my oh. iphone motherfuckers come <laughs> on be smart
1: be smart not only is it like microchipped uh it's microphoned it knows all of your like search history and like it knows everything about you
2: yeah, those targeted ads don't happen by accident. Come on.
1: And you didn't and you bought it. Like literally, you
2: bought it. Yeah, you paid for it and then told them they were allowed to do it. It's in that user agreement you didn't read.
1: <laughs> Does anybody read a user agreement? Why would you? I don't know. I I mean just scroll down, click agree, whatever whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. They
2: literally cuz I mean the joke's been done a million times, but they can literally put anything in that user agreement. And no one reads the whole thing if you do you're a psychopath like you just click agree
1: there could literally be a, like a national treasure type clue in there to you know get a million dollars find that this hidden treasure and like everybody's just gonna scroll past it and just it oh agree
2: yeah apple knows what's up they know nobody reads that fucking thing i would sneak dumb shit in there like what but like nothing malicious just like dumb shit just dumb shit <laughs> Just like, you know, like, ah, you have a requirement to own three ducks now. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to come check on you, but it's in there.
1: You must name your first child Apple.
2: <laughs> some people are ahead of the curve on that already.
1: <laughs> That's that is very true. Or put uh put I in front of their first name. Is that a thing? Did somebody do that already? I don't is know. E- but- Elon Musk named
2: his kid like a, a number and some symbols, I think so.
1: And people used to think naming their child blanket was kind of weird.
2: Oh, man, my favorite one of those weird fuck names is Jason Lee naming his kid pilot inspector.
1: (laughs) Speaking of Jason Lee, he's in a lot of Kevin Smith movies.
2: He is. He certainly is. (laughs) He's a regular. He's also no longer a Scientologist. Everybody should be real happy for him.
1: I can go back and finish. Uh, My name is Earl.
2: Yeah, I mean, he he was one then. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it matters, but he at least decided to quit giving those people money, which is, man, that's just the smartest.
1: You know, one thing I'm, I'm really half tempted to do, especially with like you doing, uh, these episodes on Kevin Smith movies, what's that? Uh, I tempting on buying the five VHS movies that were released.
2: Oh, um, so that's everything through strike back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I literally, I literally
2: surprised. I'm actually surprised Jersey girl didn't get VHS. It seems like there was still that weird. I guess it was just so unsuccessful. Why the fuck would they have wasted the money on it? But like even into like, I feel like there was still like VHS being made in like 2004,
1: 2005. It was, it was shrinking. Like the popularity was really starting to go away. Like, yeah,
2: for sure. I just remember there being like still a VHS section places and being like, wow, fucking really like for new shit. All right. Cause like the whole thing with it now is just people, it's that whole thing that like cassette tapes had and like everything else has had where it's just like you know it's the fad of for for it started out pure and it's just turned into like a nostalgia fad like the people i knew who first started collecting VHS were collecting VHS because there was shit that had never been released on other things yeah so they were getting the VHS copies so they still had it there's still like a bunch of stuff that's lost that like had a VHS release and the boom of like the 80s and 90s and never mattered enough even DVD got polluted with shit like there's shit that came out on DVD that I can't believe was ever released on DVD but it's even more so with VHS cuz it was the the boom of of the video storage yeah so there's a bunch of shit that came out on VHS that has never still never had like a digital release and that's what I the people I knew that's what they collected in the beginning and then it turned into like a nostalgia thing where like I started to see in like maybe like VHS hadn't even been dead for that long, but like around 2010, maybe just a little before that, I started seeing people who had made like independent movies at horror conventions selling VHS copies of stuff like fancy, like special edition clamshell VHS copies And I thought that was funny because, like, when I was making horror movies, we sold them on VHS because that's, you know, we couldn't make DVDs yet. (laughs) Um, It just (laughs) wasn't feasible, so we just made VHS copies. Uh, So, like, I saw it start to steamroll into what it is now where, like, there are things that I see sell for, like, actual money on VHS that I'm like, why in the fuck? There's, like, a digital, you can fucking... I have it on iTunes, it's on like tubi for fucking free. Why why do you have it on VHS? But it's the nostalgia thing at this point, I think.
1: Yeah, for me, like I kind of got drew drawn in by getting into horror movies and then being told like watching them on VHS is better, and especially too. I mean, when I say better, obviously not quality wise, but like this like gritty nostalgia. And then obviously if you have a TV that goes with it, which is like the only step I'm missing, it really like adds to it even more. So that's like some of the ones that I like, or just even with nostalgia, I was like, okay, first let me watch horror movies and like experience this that everybody's talking about. And then there's, um, Christmas movies. I want to, like, we've started to buy certain Christmas movies that both of us grew up with and watched a lot on VHS. So we want to have one Christmas to where Like we only watch the VHS copies just to see what, yeah. what, what, what that's like. And then Sh- I know for me, like the last thing of of like other because there's other like nostalgia, like I'll pick it up because like, oh, I really like this movie, like Ghostbusters. I want every single version of the Ghostbusters movie. I want to say there might be five that's one off the top of my head. And that's just like, if it's a different case, I want it. But I grew up like in the early 90s. And I remember the boom of they were really trying to push the Universal Monsters coming back. And my dad bought a couple of them. I don't remember if we ever watched them, but I always remember them. And now I found out that there was like a bunch more that were made, like besides like the the regular Frankenstein, Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and even all their sequels. There's like the Black Cat, the Raven, like all these other Universal monster movies I never really heard of. And I'm like, I oh, not yeah. only do I want to find them. I want to watch them.
2: Now, see. A lot of that stuff got released on DVD because Universal realized in the 90s that they could cash in like there. There were fucking Burger King kids meals. Yeah. That had universal monster toys in them. Like they universal figured out that they had like a licensing opportunity that was just sitting there collecting dust in the 90s and we're like we're pushing the fuck out of all these old universal monsters. And it was smart. And they released all those they were like real nice VHS versions. I remember I had the creature one. Mm-hmm. Uh And then they did the same thing. They they've done it multiple times. There were at least two times on DVD where they released really nice versions of them. And then there's a Blu-ray version now that's very nice of all of them. And I can I can see the, you know, the reason why people would want to buy nice versions of those because they, you know, originally they were like really well shot movies. They weren't like cheap movies. Um, the, for me, when you talk about the VHS thing and watching old horror movies on VHS and collect, and like you said, collecting ghostbusters for me, that's Texas chainsaw. And I do have like almost every version of that movie on every format it's ever been released on. And that's just a hoarder collector thing. Uh, but I'll never forget the first time I saw that movie on digital on a good tv because i grew up watching beat to fuck video store copies of texas chainsaw massacre on like at the biggest uh 25 inch tube tv you know
1: yeah the
2: first time i saw the opening of that movie in digital and saw all the fucking shit all the like all the detail on the bodies tied to the tombstones and stuff and all the detail and like the the flash shots of like the skin and the decaying shit and all that. I was blown away. I didn't know any of that shit was there. There's like so much stuff in that movie that I had never seen because I watched old VHS versions and it was all beat to shit. So I, for me, it's the total opposite. Like for me, I love to see the digital version. Although for a long time, I thought – ah oh, man texas chainsaw kind of loses something when you can see everything i've came around on that i like the digital version
1: better i think when it comes to ghostbusters i might only be missing a laser disc copy right now because i have it on everything else mult i think okay just one on one on dvd i know I own one currently on vhs and i think two blu-ray
2: i'm guessing i'm gonna look right now but i think there's probably one that you don't have It may have never been released.
1: Oh, Betamax? No, I mean, Betamax, possibly. Um, I know of every release of it. My favorite is the DVD. Only only because, like, the DVD, I should say box set of one and two, because they have two cartoon episodes on there. And I think it's, like, one's the first episode, or at least uh, explaining how the movie connects to it, and then one is, I think, I might take place after the second movie. Yep. This is one
2: I know you don't have, man. So Ghostbusters had a release on CED. Is, is, have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen a CED?
1: Didn't they sell those at family video? I don't believe so. Uh, uh, joking uh, CBD.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely sold CBD at family video. Uh, no CEDs are these old, it's an old video format that's like kind of before Laserdisc and also at the same time as Laserdisc. It, it's almost like the Betamax of Laserdisc, <laughs> um, but it looks like sort of like a, a three and a half floppy disc. Like it's a plastic outer casing, but it's big, right? Yeah. And it's got like a sticker on it, like an eight track or think I like like a giant flat eight track. But inside of it is like an actual record. And like the thing that uh, the thing that reads it, the machine that reads it uses a needle and it scans over it. And like the disc slides like half out of the end of the, the case. The cases are really cool. Like the, the one for Ghostbusters just kind of has the big Ghostbusters logo on it. Yeah. They're super cool to display. I have the Texas chainsaw one. When you can find them they're either incredibly cheap because somebody has them, doesn't know what it is, and they're just getting rid of it, or they're really fucking expensive because somebody knows what they are and they're getting rid of it. Um, but so, yeah, CED is pretty hard to find. And that's, that's one that you don't have for Ghostbusters. I was just, I had to check to make sure it got a CED release because a lot of shit didn't.
1: There's one on eBay right now, $25. There you go. But then it says shipping not specified. Uh, I don't know about that. That's risky. Yeah. Ask seller for a shipping quote.
2: Is it not in the United States?
1: No. Rockford, Illinois.
2: Oh, I, I, I don't want, know,
1: man. Roll the dice on it. 25 bucks ain't bad. I wonder though, if it's like, all right, $25, what's your shipping? Uh, 200.
2: I mean, if they do that, that's a total dick move. But
1: speaking of which, I, I, I keep having uh Kevin Smith movie saved in my cart for a vhs and people keep fucking buying them before i finally pull the trigger on them
2: dude the amount that people are willing to pay for a copy of dogma is goddamn silly it is just insane what people will pay for that movie on dvd
1: oh cannot believe it really i have two copies yeah sell them fuck it two different versions
2: i mean unless you care about collecting it yeah because there's the nice one and then the regular one yeah uh yeah yeah unless you care about them sell them shits I've seen them sell anywhere from $50 to $200, depending on what kind of sucker you can find.
1: Uh, that's halfway tempting, but I like that I own, what is it? I own two Clerks, two mall rats, and two Dogma.
2: Curse of the Collector, man.
1: Uh-huh. And I don't even know if there's anything different with the mall rats. They came out with, like, like kind of a different cover.
2: Yeah, the newest version, the newest Blu-ray version of Mallrats, there's a lot of shit different. The one older version had some extra stuff on it, but...
1: I, re- I remember chasing Amy being a, a bitch to find. Like, well, I could, chasing
2: Amy got a Criterion release. That episode coming up soon.
1: <laughs> like uh, the DVD copy, I found it used at Fye, and it was still, I think, like fifteen bucks. And I like yeah. I kept I kept going to the exchange, and they never had it.
2: Yeah, the exchanges were hit and miss, man. Like down down this way, uh, sometimes our exchange has wild shit that people don't even know what it is in there. And you can find a deal. Other times, it's, you know, it all depends on who's frequenting that store, you know. Talking about the thing where, like, the VHS quality, too, like, diminishes on stuff. Like, there's also the whole thing of, like, bootlegs and there was shit that, like, you couldn't get because the formats were different. Like, there was stuff that would get released, like, before digital, before there were CDs. There would be, like, European cuts of movies that would be in, like, PAL format. And it wouldn't translate over, but somehow people would make like dubs of the pal version of movies or Japanese movies and have them on VHS. I used to have a bunch of movies that were like technically bootlegged because they were a VHS version of them. Uh, And one of those things was there was this this movie called Guinea Pig Flower of Flesh and Blood uh, that was like a, a mock snuff film that a dude made to show off uh, his, like basically his skills at doing special effects. Like I, his his story of why he made it is, yeah, I thought it would help me get jobs. I don't know that it ever did. Uh, but what it did do was like run it in circles around like Hollywood and amongst tape traders of like, oh, man, have you seen Flower of Flesh and Blood? And it's seriously just this dude in a samurai suit comes in. There's a girl on a table and he dissects her. That's all it is. But Charlie Sheen was, you know, tooted to the wind at a party in Hollywood uh, sometime in the late 90s or early 2000s and sees a stepped on like 10 times version of Flower of Flesh and Blood, thinks it's real and fucking calls and reports that he had seen a snuff film. (laughs) Good God. Like got the feds involved and shit. It's wild. But yeah, eventually that got a, a digital release. And when you watch like the cleaned up digital version, you're like, how the fuck did anybody believe this was real? Like how fucked up was Charlie Sheen that he saw this and reported it to the authorities? But they did like a thing with it where you could see like what it kind of looked like. it. Like you could choose to watch like a degenerated version of it. And I guess maybe if you're real fucked up and you're watching it on like a shitty TV, <laughs> you might have thought it was real, but. I guess there's some charm to VHS in that way.
1: Yeah. It, I think for me too, and I, I don't know if I've said this on here, but me also like going out and buying VHS now, it's also because a lot of other things I try to collect are either expensive. And I mean expensive as in like, if I buy multiple things, like it's it's going to get up there or the fact that trying to go out to the store and buy said things is near impossible. So it's like, Oh, if I can go to Goodwills and some, Some exchanges have VHSs. It it becomes its own hunt, and there's actually stuff that I can buy, and I could spend, you know, twenty dollars and have a bunch of VHSs.
2: Dude, for me, a big thing, a big reason why I got rid of most of the VHS I had was they take up so much room. Like, I I have gotten rid of so many things and like streamlined what I collect because it all the shit takes up space, and I don't live in a warehouse. I live in bucking regular house and that regular house doesn't have enough room for all my shit, you know?
1: Yeah, that's that's like the length thing in physical copies just do that too. I mean, obviously it's it's kind of worse with VHS because of how thick they are and everything, but the the timeline we've had with DVDs and now Blu-rays kind of add to it, it's it takes up so much area. Like I have in here in the office a bunch of like DVDs and stuff that I I thoroughly enjoy movies tv shows whatever it may be but then i have out in our our living room and dining room area we have like two bookshelves full of you know dvds and blu-rays and i I still have like a handful others like in other places too it's like there's so many i wish i could have them all displayed together but that's also part of being a collector like i want them all to be displayed easily oh
2: dude imagine be glad you don't fucking collect records that's really what it came down to for me was something had to go and i picked vhs Because I still listen to records. I wasn't really watching VHS, you know?
1: Yeah, it's true. I've also, because it's crazy, it's not as big, but I know cassette tapes have started to pop up, like, at the exchange, and I've, what is it? I bought three. I bought Kiss Love Gun, Kiss Destroyer, and WWF Volume 3.
2: Man, I will never, ever, like, I will buy a cassette tape if somebody I know puts out a cassette release, like... You know, oh, hey, here's my band's record. We put it out on cassette. Okay, I'm going to buy your cassette. Am I ever going to listen to it? No, I don't own a cassette player. I'm never going to own a cassette player again. I have a four track. I guess I could play it back in that. Uh, Cassette tape sounded like shit. When I was a kid, the only way there was to listen to shit most of the time was on a cassette. I hated it. Hate cassettes. There's no, there's no argument... For like, oh, yeah, man, cassettes, like the audio quality is not better. It's not like records where you can make the argument like, no, man, it sounds better on vinyl. It does sound better on vinyl if you have a good setup to listen to records. Uh, But like tapes, there's not ever like tapes never sounded good. There's a reason why they went away. Um, But again, it's a nostalgia thing. But yeah, if, if I have a cassette tape now, it's only because somebody I know released their shit on cassette. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll buy a copy of their shit. Support my friends and shit.
1: The only cassette player I have is a Talkboy. You want to talk about sound quality? It's oh, even I'm worse. sure
2: it's top notch, man. <laughs> it's
1: top uh, fucking top. It's god awful. I but I I mean at that time when that came out I I absolutely loved the Talkboy. But I was I think what was I put in? So I think I put in Destroyer just to listen to that. Like I'm like let's hear it on here. And I did the same thing with WWF Volume Three. And yeah, I'm like oh god, this is like a horrible drive-through speaker which we don't have anymore i mean we have we have drive-throughs but like i've not ran into a horrible drive-through speaker other than when me charlie and zach just went to lexington and went to a cookout and that drive-through speaker felt like it was from the 90s but other than that i haven't felt that since the 90s
2: dude fuck you for going to cookout (laughs) i wish there was a cookout near
1: here um uh, I didn't th- e- yeah man I didn't even know that there was going to be one in that area we were going to stop at Zach B's when we did but we passed cookout before Zach B's and I'm like we're stopping there on the way home
2: Your cookouts good uh yeah like the first thing I ever got when I was a kid to like to listen to music on was like this little fucking boom box the single tape slot boom box mm-hmm. that ran on like s- fucking c batteries and three cassette tapes for like I was like seven or eight. Uh, and yeah, that's that's it. That's all, what I started listening to music on. There is zero chance I want to listen to music on cassette. <laughs> Not even a little. There's I I will never get the argument like uh, against like like it's this fucking it's iTunes, man. Like there's streaming.
1: I know. Oh, they don't get paid. I don't, man, you weren't really getting paid before either. Like, I mean, it's fine. I think they were getting paid more, but that I mean and like, eh. i'm comparing that just to streaming that's debatable depends on who you were is is
2: like paul mccartney losing money yeah he's losing money but is rando fucking metal band losing that much money no they're not yeah. when there's no covid if anything having your shit on spotify and fucking apple music where a lot more people can hear it is going to translate into a lot more people at your shows like motherfuckers, you used to give away CDs for free to try to drive people to come to shows. I don't um, you know, I was a musician for a long time, failed one at that. I'd, I'd, people weren't making money off album sales. wasn't a thing. yeah, not, not people who weren't like pop stars.
1: yeah, that, those I mean, that, people
2: those people are losing money, but fuck them anyway.
1: I was like, that, that's the people that are losing the money. That's like you know you were paying 15 dollars an album, now you're paying 15 dollars a month, but that's to them.
2: Yeah, but those people aren't getting like extra exposure off streaming. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> if you're if you're a random fucking metal band, a random punk band and just anybody could go listen to your shit now and then all of a sudden get into it like people can just post links to your shit on their social media and then somebody who's never heard of you can click that link and now they've heard of you. I don't know, man. I don't see the loss in that for you when you start touring again.
1: I mean, it's made listening to music so much easier. Like, yeah, dude, before we started this, we were
2: just talking about how I had my old fucking, uh, traditional iPod. Yeah. Like the old fucking 80 gigger that I kept in my car before until the point where my phone made that not necessary anymore, because now I can just stream everything off Apple music. So that thing just sits there. There's some stuff that you can't get on streaming services. I see the argument for like having some, you know, outside of that, but for a lot of shit, like 90% of the shit I want to listen to is on a streaming service
1: somewhere. Either most of it is either you can get through a streaming service or like, maybe you can only purchase it through a digital outlet. Like for example, I forget the name of it, the AIW theme like this, this whole thing. I bought that off iTunes because you can't get that on Apple music. So I was like, well, I can actually buy it and actually have a copy of and be happy with instead of like pirating off of YouTube. So yeah, I, and I, I mean, well, there's, there's a bunch. I, I was going to say, I actually did that. I bought it.
2: Yeah. And there's a bunch of like hardcore bands and shit that I like that, like their shit's not streaming anywhere, but okay. So I can't listen to that shit in my car. I'll, I'll take that trade off. That's fine.
1: Well, hell if uh, the way iTunes works now, you can upload stuff on your computer and it'll just sync to the cloud. And then they're on your phone which I love because there's a good handful of, you know, albums or something that I, I can't get on streaming service. Like there's a bunch of wrestling albums, the, uh, like the older, you know, WrestleMania album and uh power driver granted like that. I did pirate, uh, but only because you can't find that even on CD. Like if it, there's a digital copy, it was pirated one way or another, but I have stuff like that on my phone. Cause I know I can't get that through, through any type of service, but what I was saying of how it's changed, like, you know, music, for example, when I was in fifth grade and this is obviously direct towards me, Stacy's going to laugh. But when I first heard about ICP, I didn't have anywhere to go to listen to their music. The only thing that I could have done. And I did do this. I went on AOL and you could like, for some reason you were able to download like some snippets of songs. And I don't know why, but I had like a snippet of like under the moon. And I'm like a snippet of like one other song too, maybe Halls of Illusions, but I couldn't get the whole album. But now it's like, hey, have you ever heard of this band? Oh, no. Let me let me listen to it on Apple Music. Oh, I like it. I'm going to download this album. And then once you're done with it, maybe that day or the next day, you can download another album.
2: I mean, in fairness, I think you probably could have went to every other car in Ravenna and heard ICB if you wanted to.
1: (laughs) I was in fifth grade living in a trailer park. So getting to getting into Ravenna wasn't that easy so
2: you weren't that far away dude you were in a trailer park you would probably went to every other trailer in the
1: trailer park and are an icp but i was actually like you could have used the same for like kiss when they got popular <laughs> when they got popular
2: i mean they, so in 1974 yes you could have probably went to every other trailer in the trailer park no, and also
1: Kiss. no i meant <laughs> i meant uh how it could have been of like listening to like when like destroyer came out If you didn't know who Kiss was, like you had to know somebody with the album or you had to go out and buy it instead of being able to download uh, all the other albums.
2: Right. Well, and, you know, there was radio then that played a little more stuff and radio was a little different then. But if you go back, you can find where there were big arguments against radio at one point because it's giving the music away over the Uh airwaves. There's always going to be an argument for somebody saying they're not getting paid.
1: Oh, and then don't people dubbing. Uh, by the
2: way, I'm all for people getting paid. I think bands artists don't make enough money, and I think people should stop trying to, like, weasel bands down on prices and shit when they're actually out on the road and trying to live off that money. But as far as streaming shit goes, I mean, it's whatever. You're never going to – the 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 pricing system is never going to become advantageous for the artist. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people can keep having the argument. They're welcome to it. It's never going to
1: change. Like, going back to like, it is kind of a cool thing to have Apple Music or whatever whatever streaming service you have. Maybe we have a therapy, Spotify, um, title. What's that?
2: Did anybody buy title? I don't know if title
1: was successful. I don't even think I've heard of it.
2: It's Jay-Z's thing.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Now you say that. I remember, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that was, I don't think that's been successful.
2: I have no idea. I have Apple music, so I don't
1: Apple music sucked me in on the free three month trial. I tried Amazon prime music for a month because that was their free trial. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But let me try something else. Like, oh, let me try Apple. I've been really hesitant on trying. it, And I was like, oh, try your try try a three month trial. Okay, And then like the end of three months, I have all this shit downloaded. I'm like, shit, I guess I'm here to stay.
2: Apple music had me before it was Apple music. I was, a, I was a Beats user. I had Beats Music, which is literally Apple Music. When Apple bought Beats, uh, I think half of why they bought it was because of, like, the Beats streaming service. I think you're because right. They I think built, I've heard that story. They, they build Apple Music off of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was already using it because I didn't. Man, I never liked Spotify. Like, I didn't. I don't know. I just don't dig Spotify.
1: I don't know how Spotify works, but. Going back to what I was saying earlier, I like that if I have a bunch of files that I maybe bought through iTunes or I have downloaded, you know, I have a uh, Dolly trauma on my on my phone because that's a band, local band that I grew up with. I like you can't find any of their stuff on iTunes. So I put it all on there for me.
2: I right, and You can do shit like that with Spotify. Um, I was wondering like, about that. Spotify. I mean. Realistically, Spotify is very similar to Apple Music. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I just never dug Spotify. Man, it wasn't for me. Like I have a Spotify, but I don't ever use it. I'm certainly not going to pay the money.
1: It's pretty much same thing with me.
2: But it's like, a great podcast platform, and everybody should go listen to
1: everybody should go listen to the
2: show and many others on it.
1: Oh yeah, hundred hundred percent. If that that's your uh platform of choice, that's perfectly fine with me. I know. I think for me too. Like I said, I tried Amazon, then I tried Apple Music. Spotify was gonna be next, but I got wrapped up in that three month free trial, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm here now." It actually makes total sense to just keep paying the small fee a month, and then I can, you know, when I first got into Kiss, which was as sad as it sounds, recently I was able to just go, "Oh, let me listen to Destroyer." Boom, download. Let me listen. Okay, okay, I know some of these songs. Cool. Okay, let me check out uh, Love Gun. Boom. Okay, 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 like and i could he's do that he's
2: singing about his dick
1: justin i don't know uh, what don't about know uh that. oh, that's that's inappropriate we're gonna have to uh uh take it off the air <laughs> what about this uh plaster caster What's oh that about? yeah
2: that's also singing about a dick <laughs> actually singing about somebody who makes dicks but
1: <laughs> anyway anyway um yeah let's get into strange sort of the- how
2: much kiss sang about dicks <laughs> a, lot of, <laughs> oh. a, lot of, a lot of
1: dick tunes there from kiss I I think there's a lot of, uh, there's like dick rock, really.
2: There certainly is. Certainly is.
1: Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into some of these voicemails. My put together, uh, little soundbite. Okay, uh, let's go to, I got this one really early. It was actually, like, from, like, December or something. So, let's, uh, let's hear this, this, uh, voicemail. Car's extended warranty. Since we have not gotten a response, we are giving you a final courtesy call before we close out your file. Press 2 to be removed and put on our do not call list. Press 1 to speak with someone about possibly extending or reinstating your car's warranty. Again, press 1 to speak with a warranty specialist or call our 800 number at 844. Okay, we're not, we're not going to go through that full phone number, but <laughs> the fact that I'm getting... And this, this, this was the second one, a car warranty voicemail to google voice
2: i was oh, like what great. the fuck man they were trying to help you out you missed an opportunity
1: <laughs> so yeah i just had to i had to put that on there because that just cracked me up and like i said i deleted the first one because i was like what the fuck why am i getting these and then when i got a second i'm like i have to play this the next episode
2: man there was a time when i would answer those calls and fuck with people who called from like those real predatory places
3: mm-hmm.
2: and i just i don't have it in me anymore i just just don't answer but most there was a time the, in my life where I got a real kick out of fucking with those people.
1: Most of the ones I get like that are just automated like that, where it's not like someone's actually trying to talk to me about it. It's like, oh, like we got a, this recording. Oh, for yeah, no, here.
2: I'll go through the thing and press one so that they bring the guy on the line <laughs> and then fuck with him. But you, you work a job where you talk on the phone long enough. And the last thing you want to do, even something like that, that brings you joy, you don't even want to do anymore. You're like, ah, I don't want to be on the
1: telephone. All right, let's get to the first real caller, and we have Zach.
2: Hi,
4: wrestling here. Zach here with a couple questions for you for this week's episode.
1: Um,
4: first question I have for you all is, if you could form any new tag team from the AIW roster, who would it be? Who would be on that team? Myself? I would go with, uh, I'd love to see a team of Wes Barkley and Derek Dillinger myself. Uh, question two, do you all have any, like, wrestling regrets? maybe shows you missed out on or autographs you didn't get a chance to get. Um, I know I would have loved to have gone to a Shikara show myself, but I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> and uh third question, uh what signed wrestler uh do you think would be fun to see in old wrestling? Uh I think actually the Hardy the Hardy boys as zookeepers, um some sort of circus type deal would be pretty entertaining. Um, I guess they don't have to be signed really but anyway uh thanks uh thanks for all the entertainment and uh take care guys
1: bye okay let's start with that old wrestling question thank you thank you zach for uh, calling in yeah thanks zach who who would be great in old wrestling i mean granted i think was it you that had a good one it wasn't someone who signed but there's someone you want to see in old wrestling
2: um there's a few people that i think could be really good in old wrestling um some of them have already been there like uh i thought Danhausen would fit there really well and i'm pretty sure he wrestled there uh like right before covid yeah um i man that's a good question i need to think on it for a second who do you got
1: the one that i was thinking of that they're not technically signed but it was someone that could do good in old wrestling and i thought it was you that pitched it so i was trying to give you the opportunity to say it i'll I'll just say it
2: might have been it might have been
1: man my brain is mush uh nick does that ring a bell because i want to let you say not me no nick gage oh in old i i thought it was you that said it it might have been somebody else
2: that, that rules whoever thought of that that's a great idea
1: you have him become uh wrapped in oil like an oil i don't know if it's oil tycoon or whatever uh but he can go by nick fracking gauge
2: oh jesus christ
1: <laughs> and, um and he' could, that. and he could feud i figured with they were the gonna judge. be
2: more on the nose i figured they were gonna be more on the nose and just make him like an old-timey bank robber <laughs> i didn't even think about that oh my god i loved nick fracking gauge but i can that's that's that is <laughs> i mean nick nick fracking gauge good play on words absolutely um and he could feud with the judge He could, which, I mean, is sort of what's happening now anyway in other places. Um,
1: Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know what he would do, but we have, have we, we've seen Manson in old wrestling, right? Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Maybe he has. I think he might have did an Indiana show.
2: Maybe. Those shows I'm a little sketchy on. Like, I don't know, like the, that Michigan show that happened and the Indiana shows. I haven't actually went back and watched them. And it was long enough ago now that I don't remember who was advertised for them.
1: The Indiana shows are the ones that I don't remember because I remember not paying attention to them as much because I was like, oh, they're going to I'm not going to be get to see this at all. And that was that was before IWTV. So I was like, I just threw them out of my mind. But I want to say I want to say he was and you can't really look at cage match because <laughs> they're going to tell you some other names that were there. And it's like, yeah, I don't that doesn't help me. I mean, you can figure it out through cage match. Yeah, I mean, I can't can't go to old wrestling because that's what I was using. Right. Like, I actually have to look up Mans Warner's cage match and then go look at the years and see which where uh, where he showed up at old wrestling at the like the top part where it says like the promotions he worked at.
2: Right. And if it's old, he probably had a different name there anyway.
1: Yeah, but it'll, it'll still be able to link it to me really easy as I'm trying to do that right now. I don't think he has. What about Mans Warner and Nick Gage together as bank robbers? I like it. Or
2: like train robbers.
1: Oh, train robbers. That's even better. Yeah, I like it. That's a good gimmick. What what if we get we got the the Bitcoin boys there as a tag team?
2: Oh, man, I don't even know what they would be back then, though. Neither do I. I guess like bankers, maybe investors like shasty investors. Wall Street boys. Maybe that could work. Uh, Dan already had a role there. Like Dan did the silent director thing with RJ city. Yeah. Which but was great. I, I I always thought Dr. Dan being like a snake oil salesman, like a town to town snake oil salesman would have been a good gimmick
1: there. I'm trying to think. Is there anybody, I, I kind of thought of like, what if, what if you like, if like somebody signed like something like AEW, like a crazy gimmick, like it pulled down. The only thing is like, there's well
2: like orange Cassidy was already there. Yeah.
1: Orange Cassidy was already there. MJF was already there, which I still love your story about it out man that was a good day do you want to retell it real quick
2: what about MJF yeah ah man I guess I don't know he uh he wrestled on one of those uh what's the name of that town Willard yeah on one of the Willard community days shows uh and he was in like the first they do like uh early matinee and then a later show and the later show he ended up like sitting with us up in the uh up in the crowd and like fucking with people in the crowd and making fun of people I don't
1: know it was a good day but then he made that comment like, Did you guys see my grandpa? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that that line alone just cracks me up. People took that shit real seriously there. But I was thinking like, seriously. what about like Jungle Boy or Marco Stunt in old wrestling? Marco Stunt could just
2: be like a kid. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of like, like, like a like an orphan, like an <laughs> orphan kid, homeless
1: kid. I don't know. Well, especially after the stock market crashed, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm sure there were lots of orphan kids back then abortions way harder to come by way easier to just throw the kid away <laughs> after it was there what would jungle boy be i think he would still be jungle
1: boy <laughs> like oh that's true that was still
2: an idea from back then like tarzan's old as shit
1: man that's true if there was ever uh as tongue in cheek that that's would be, like, be of like, a, like a, a side like a carnival sideshow type thing that's like thunder
2: kitty man same gimmick both places like the, jungle uh, boys works both places like Arthur MacArthur, don't have to change his gimmick. He is an old wrestler. He's just wrestling in the wrong places. As
1: soon as he debuted, I was like, all right, I want to see him in old wrestling. I don't know if that ever happened either. No, it, as far as I know, it hasn't happened yet. All right, the The second question he asked was... And I should, wrestling regrets? Yeah, wrestling regrets for me, and it's kind of, it is AIW related. I got to go to the show, and I technically got to meet him, but I didn't get a picture or autograph or uh, opportunity to buy one of his shirts. Cause I kind of wanted one and that's Terry Funk. I'm still Ooh. upset that I missed that.
2: <clears throat> I, I understand that upset that I would,
1: I'm upset that I wasn't at that show. I mean, I was at that show, but I showed up super fucking late.
2: Yeah, I man, there's, there's a few AIW shows that I wish I would have been at earlier, but my biggest regret was not realizing that XPW ran Pittsburgh for a minute or like even closer Manaka at the Beaver Golden Dome, like where ECW had ran a couple times. times. Uh, I never realized the XPW had, had was there. I just assumed it was still LA and that I was never going to see it. And I'm still pissed at myself that I didn't go down there and, and see XPW when it happened.
1: Another one for me too. And it's one of those things that I just kept saying, oh, I'll get it later. I'll get it later. I'll get it later. And I could have done it years ago. And not regretted it, but then again, I don't know the quality it would have been. But getting Johnny Gargano on the show, I could have done it years ago. And actually, same thing with Jake Clemens too. I pushed that off for way too long, and by the time I tried to pull the trigger, it w- it was too late. There was it was next to impossible.
2: Well, man, just keep your show around. Eventually, when he's out of the E, either from retirement or from you know moving somewhere else, you will have an opportunity again. The E is really the only place that keeps that shit on lockdown,
1: from what I can tell. Uh, AEW kind of does too, kind of far as what i've i've have been told they can't uh the wrestlers can't do like certain interviews should say that they can't do certain interviews it's they can only do like certain approved ones uh no well,
2: i mean it is business
1: yeah i mean i understand i mean i'm i'm definitely not knocking it but what well, were you referring to johnny or jake for that oh uh, johnny i hope
2: jake's a referee until he's so old that you're not doing the show anymore <laughs> yeah I'm not wishing ill will on Johnny. I just, man, I liked him so much better when he wasn't having Shawn Michaels, tell him how to
1: wrestle all the time. Yeah. Any other, you have any other regrets?
2: Man, that XPW shit is my biggest one.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Like the absolute fucking loop biggest one. Um, I guess maybe I wish I had gone to like more. There were a lot of like good pay-per-views that happened in like my teenage years that were absolutely within driving distance that I didn't go to because my friends and I would just go to ECW shows instead and spend our money on that and like going to like Philly and shit to see ECW. So I, I guess I wish I would have went to like some of those, but it's not like a real regret. Like the big shit is XPW and then not going to AIW earlier. That's the the big shit. Like missing the, the Kevin Steen time at AIW and that Terry Funk show. There's so many things like that where it's just like, oh, there's this show I wish I would have been at. There's this show I wish I would have been at. And then fucking XPW, man. I can't. So mad.
1: Yeah, I wish I'd, I would have discovered independent wrestling sooner, but I, I found it as like what I feel like the perfect time in my life. And even when I did find it, even before I thought about going to, at that time, PWO or AIW, I was going to go to an IWC show. Be- and the only reason that this has not aged well, I wanted to go cause Sonny was there Oh, and I was going to get her to sign uh, a raw magazine. And at that time I was like, and this is shows you how, where, how I've changed since then. It was like, Oh, Pittsburgh. I, I, I couldn't, I can't go there alone or wherever it was in, you know, Western Pennsylvania. It's was like, I can't go there alone. I couldn't find anybody to go with me. And Now I'd be like, if nobody wanted to go and it's a show that I wanted to go to, I'd go to it. Like, I don't care if it's Pittsburgh. Like, I mean, granted, if it's, if it's much for, I would say much further away, but I've been to, you know, I drove to Fort Wayne alone to go to a wrestling show. Right. So if there's enough reason for me to go now, I'll go. So I I wish I would have dived in sooner. It's like, not even just like going to the IWC show. I would have discovered a handful of people sooner, but having my introduction be PWO and then my second show being AIW. Like really showing me what this area can give, like came like literally, like I said, the perfect time of my life.
2: Right. Yeah. No, I I get that, man. Yeah, it's like real specific, like individual AIW shows. Like there were like some Youngstown shows and shit too that I didn't even know were happening. And I had like moved back here by that point. So
1: what's a random AIW tag team that you'd want to see? As far as uh what Zach was saying, like it didn't really an explanation behind it, just two people you like, put them together, boom. I think Justice and Bev is a tag team. Oh, yeah. I I I think they do uh, tag outside of or they have tagged outside of AIW. Yeah, they have. Uh, I keep thinking and we I don't think they've ever tagged anywhere, but Ziggy and Allie. I think they would be a fun duo.
2: Yeah, that could be cool. Dude, I really like the current version of the production with Derek and Ziggy. Oh, yeah. Like I want to see them do intergender matches a bunch. Like intergender tag matches. I think it's gonna be really good.
1: I mean, I, I hope there's a lot with Ziggy coming up with AIW, especially with Gopher Broke, and somebody might be asking about Gopher Broke later, but um yeah, totally, totally for a lot more intergender wrestling happening. And I, I I wanna say we have to be edging towards it, especially with some of the the newer talent like you know, Ziggy and like Jocelyn Navarro. You know, they're gonna they're gonna end up wrestling dudes too. You know, it's it's gonna happen. And both of them are going to put on amazing matches. That's going to be great shit.
2: Right. Well, I mean, it's not like AIW shied
3: away from that ever. Yeah. All
1: right. Thanks, Zach. Um, Let's move on to Jay Gold.
3: Justin, what's happening? Jay Gold calling in for the uh, voicemail this week. Uh, Calling in to talk to Big Stace. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, Miss seeing you guys like hearing your voice. So let's talk. Let's talk about Gopher Broke. Who's going to win? What do we see unfolding in the next five to ten weeks? Um, you know, I, I'm putting my money on Derek. Uh, I think Derek is primed to go to the uh, top there. Um, I'm thinking, you know, we should really start giving him, paying some real good attention to him. Um, so, wanted to bring that up. Wanted to see what you guys' thoughts were on, you know, which set of uh, pay-per-views you're going to order for WrestleMania week. you going to go with the Fight TV stream. you going to go with the... Uh, and the IWTV or just IWTV. Um, yeah. Hope everything's good, fellas. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, you know, vaccines are rolling out. Get mine tomorrow. Then the next one before the middle of late April. So I'll be seeing you guys soon. Uh, everybody be well. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Thanks, Jay Gold. And let's talk. Go for broke. I don't know if I want to put my prediction out there. it's not my prediction. It's what I want to see. But I don't think it's going to happen.
2: Well, if there's a time to put it out there, this is probably it when somebody's asking about it,
1: man. Well, I, I could come up with something else, but I, what I want to see, I want to see, and it's not necessarily who's going to win, the, uh, who's going to have the most money at the end of go for Broke, but actually when we get into the Chandler Biggins tournament, I kind of want Dom to win. And not only do I want Dom to win, and this is where I, won't, I think it won't happen, I want to see him go for the tag titles. Ooh.
2: But his happiness, Justin, that will never happen.
1: Nah, I so, know, I know.
2: Dude, I would love My to happiness see Dom too. win the whole thing. <laughs> I would love to see Dom win the whole thing. I think that's a good pick. I think Dom is at the point where he should be on the top at AIW. Um, I And Josh, I am so glad that he finally, that dude was sweating trying to get a vaccine shot so hard. And shit just kind of opened up and let him be able to do it. I'm so happy he's getting stabbed. Uh, can't <laughs> wait to see that dude back in Cleveland. His pick, you know, he he put the Goldstein money behind the show.
1: Yeah, that's what, so that's what I was thinking when he's like, I got my money. I'm like, You got your money on the first like two tapings. I don't want to hear it. He's he's got a little stroke in this, he's got a little say,
2: maybe. I don't know that that could pan out real good for Derek if you remember, uh, back at the predictions show at the beginning of the year, when I didn't know the difference between two of the fucking things, uh, <laughs> the day does. I picked Derek. Uh, I, man, boy, that would be, I still love the idea of Derek being able to fucking, you know, terrorize people with the idea that I can cash in on them. I, I love that. I think it's so good. I think a sleeper in this thing Could be the combination of uh, Josh and Wes, though, and what kind of shit they can pull on people like I that's I I would love to see it be Derek. I would love to see it be Dom. But I think somehow if you made me make a prediction on go for broke, I'm going to say somehow Rip City pulls some shit and one of those dudes walks away with it. Is Josh going to be in it? I think so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the details. I'm not like on the inside on this thing,
1: man. I'm not either. But I, I'm thinking he's the. He's obviously two champions. He won't won't be in it. I'm. But he, I why, think. Why wouldn't he?
2: Why wouldn't he be? There's still another set of belts there.
1: That is true. But you still. I mean, you still got Wes there, and Wes could be the one doing it. And like like when you said, even just the you know the combo of those two, you have Wes. In the ring, but then you have Josh on the outside, kind of like the opposite of what we've we've seen before. And
2: they've got Brixster too. If Brickster's going to be there, I'm not sure. I don't either. Yeah, that, nope. that, I mean, technically, nobody's seen this thing yet, right? It it debuts Mania Weekend. Anybody could be there. I think a, another person to to not sleep on in this thing's PB. Oh, hands down. Or even Trey. Yeah, I mean, we could go could because that's another thing where you've got 40 acres. How how are those guys going to watch each other's back through this thing? Uh, And if I understood the rules correctly, uh, and maybe I don't, but I think there's ways for like tag teams to pool money. So I'm guessing like a stable could do that as well.
1: I don't know. I didn't catch the pool money thing, but I mean, I could, I could see that. That's the way to do it.
2: I mean, you just have to walk away with the most biggins bucks. I don't know that I ever
1: heard. You can't just give your biggins bucks to someone else. Right? Well, I even thought too. Uh, judging by the description of it people could steal biggins bucks people could steal biggins bucks
2: you know the other thing people could do
1: if you were so inclined
2: and had actual real world dollars maybe you could buy people's biggins bucks with actual bucks during a pandemic when people are out of work duke
1: (laughs) don't say it too loud i don't know yeah that, that uh i even just thought they're just stealing Simple as that. It's just like, oh, someone someone left their money unattended. Boom, and we'll take it. Left your money in your gear bag. Oops. Is will Nick Gage be at this? No, I'm kidding.
2: Oh <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> now the other ones were funny because it was old. Now that's just taking shots at the guy. I'm gonna tell him. Next time he's in AIW, I'm gonna be like, see that fucking dude. Don't be a
1: cop made, caller. Don't be, made cop, call. oh, Don't be a cop point. caller. Oh. Don't be cop We lo- we love Nick Gage here on Wrestling Cheers. He loves us. Good dude. I love I hands down loving Nick cage i'm a, i'm legit
2: excited for go for broke though for a number of reasons i'm excited for it because i've i've heard exactly how much work was put into the thing yeah i like the idea that instead of doing like crowdfunding they found the funds to make the tapings and are letting people donate directly to the wrestlers yeah so there's no hey we're gonna split this Fucking pie eight hundred thousand ways, no matter how much you did or how much people liked or disliked what you did or how good or bad you were at what you did. Uh I think it's it's way more democratic. I think it's uh I think it's gonna benefit the boys as long as the the information's there for people to be able to notice and, and send them the money. And it's debuting during Mania Weekend. I think that's good because people's minds are going to be on wrestling and then uh, the idea that it's going to be like an ongoing show i think that's really good i think if a show is done well people will watch it week after week um i've watched some shows on iwt that are not good <laughs> and i've watched them like week after week on there so i don't know i I think i think it could be very good for aiw i think this could be a a really fucking cool thing and i hope it is uh, what was Josh's other question? What are we watching mania weekend?
1: I was going to throw out really quick too. when it comes to go for broke, it's going to make this podcast a lot easier. Oh, you're going to have something to fucking talk about the S- something consistently and not a, to get a little peek behind the curtain for people. We've kind of already have it set up. It's going to be myself, Charlie butters and Jay gold. We are going to watch the episodes live and then immediately react after it, talk about it. And the episode, oh, shit. And the episode will, every episode will come out on the regular Thursday. So just days after we uh, the show, you'll get the actual podcast episode. The fun thing is we are going to do a preview, quote unquote, of the first episode, or maybe just our thoughts on everything. And we'll throw out picks and like all these other scenarios, because I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then when I heard like, okay, we're going to debut on Thursday and then we're going to do on Tuesday. And I'm like, fuck, I got to figure out how I'm going to do all this shit. So uh, kind of way things are going. There's obviously this episode this week. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the episode next week. There might be two episodes next week. And then after that, nothing but AIW go for broke, which for me, I mean, for me, it's kind of made things a little easier, but made things harder because it's going to be a whole different like recording schedule and all this kind of stuff. But luckily, too it happens right after I start a new job or I'm going to be working later. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, I was going to have to record later anyway. So this happens to debut or like uh, when it actually hits the regular time slot, it's going to be shown at a really good time for me. Like get home, eat, watch the show, and then em- immediately go to record. Like after we're done recording, just go to bed. But still for me, that's, it's going to work out awesomely. So thanks AIW for uh, putting the show on But I, as soon as they announced it, I was like, oh shit, what is this? Is this um a couple monthly shows? What what is it? Because much like you know, you were t- I've talked about uh, Super Fantastic of having themes for months and all this kind of stuff, I was doing the same thing. I was planning episodes month after month, literally going like, all right, February, like for example, February is Black History Month. January was kind of podcaster month. And then March it was it was a little mishmash because I started off with Brian Myers, but I was probably going to come up with some sort of theme or just something for uh, April and May and so forth and so on. So when this got announced, I was like, okay, luckily nothing's like too far in the process of being done to where I have to like do like multiple episodes in a week. It's like, I have it set up to where it's perfect. So, so yeah, yeah. The, the second part of his question was talk about like what we'd be watching for WrestleMania weekend. If I have the chance, because that's going to be my first week of my new job. Uh, I'll probably do like IWTV stuff because that's the easy go to.
2: We already pay for it, exactly. Right? <clears throat> and that's, I mean, that's me too. I mean, I'll I'll probably watch some stuff on IWTV. I I may or may not watch a completely legitimate stream of some stuff at the other show uh, at the collective. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of stuff. Like Alley Cat's show looks interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure spring break will be fine. I mean, the, the gimmick of it this year aside, you know, I'm sure it'll be spring break. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I guess I'll probably watch mania. It's on fucking peacock for, I already have peacock. So for free, so I, I guess I'll watch it. Maybe I watch mania. I don't know. I know I'm not going to spend any extra money on anything. <laughs> like I'm not. Yeah. No. I look, man. Real wrestling shows are going to be coming back. I'm saving my dollars, man. I uh, I've got I've got shows to attend.
1: I just can't wait till we have gauntlet for the gold because I know that ticket's already paid for.
2: Oh shit! I already have a gauntlet for the gold ticket. <laughs> I completely fucking forgot about that until just now. Yeah, yeah so that's one ticket
1: I don't have to buy. You completely forgot about it, but you got reminded about it about a week ago. Oh,
2: uh, that is what that was, wasn't it? Because i still have my fuck. See, man, I told you mush brain is fucking mush. Um, I didn't even put that together that that meant I still had a ticket. I just thought it was being a dick and reminded me that I used to have one.
1: Oh, I mean, um, uh, Ventbrite fucked us twice because or at least rubbed it in our face twice. There was last year when Gauntlet for the Gold was going to happen before it officially uh, yeah K-
2: well i mean yeah that happened
1: yeah we, uh, we we had it remind us the day of like hey you got this show today and it's like no i don't you bastard and then they pull it one year later
2: yeah i i'm just excited there's gonna be shows man it's soon it's coming it's coming so soon and i can't wait i'm gonna have the vaccine in me it's gonna be good it's gonna be so good can't wait so yeah i'm not spending fuck no money on any pay-per-view shit uh I'm going to donate money during go for Brokes and I'm, uh, I'm going to be buying some AIW tickets. I'm, I'm feeling like that could be soon, soon, like maybe before summer soon.
1: Yeah. They, I have Thorne kind of teased something, but I don't know if that's a real tease or just a tweet tease. Just saying, just saying yeah. it.
2: Hey man, I'm not, I'm not discounting anything. I, um I've got money stashed away for specific things that, if they happen, cool. If not, that money just moves on down the road to the next thing, you know.
1: Yeah, I pretty much like you too. Um, if I watch anything's gonna be on WTV, I'll probably watch WrestleMania, but the, you know that's gonna be it. It's just you know watch what I've already paid for. I don't have Peacock yet. I think I'm waiting for the fourth for that because I'm I was a day one subscriber, still have it, and if I want to watch it, it's it's there. So I won't make the full transition until the you know the day that it runs out.
2: Oh, is the network still there?
1: Yeah, it's it's there till the fourth because the uh, the date that it moved over to or started to move over to Peacock was in the middle of a billing cycle, so they knew people were still subscribed from day one. So like they're making it to where like the fourth, which would be what uh, seven years and a month.
2: Hmm. I uh yeah, I'm a day one subscriber too. I'm just glad that you told me the shit's still there because when I saw <clears throat> the stuff appear on Peacock, I thought that meant that the other one was nixed. And, uh, I was like, uh, there's fucking nothing on here. I, so I am going to binge, man. I don't know where I'm going to find the time, but there's a whole bunch of ECW that's not going to be available to me for a while. So I need to get that shit in before, uh, before the fucking it's gone for however long it takes NBC to bring that shit back.
1: <laughs>
2: need to watch some spring break man, or some, uh, heat wave. All right. Thanks again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Thanks again, Jay Gold. And uh speaking of the Gopher Broke episodes, we got Charlie Butters.
2: Hey
4: boys, it's Charlie Butters. Just laying here uh nursing my, my arm after my COVID shot and yeah. did, uh, give you a call for your episode this week. I was just wondering uh who who are your top five people you'd like to see be a special guest when AIW comes back wrestler wise? Uh, your top five wrestler guests that you'd like to see. Um, I'm looking more like they'd be in the ring wrestling, not just, you know, signing autographs. Uh, so mine personally, I'd like to see Chris Hero back. Um, he's top of my list. Um, I don't really have any others. Uh, I just thought about this question right before I called. So, all
2: right, guys, I'll take my answer on the podcast later.
1: Tell me Charlie Butters isn't tyler's dad charlie butters is not tyler's dad sometimes when he talks he sounds like him though yeah i i could hear that
2: i think the i think the shot took something out of butters man he was <laughs> sounding he was sounding a little lethargic that that sore arm can get to you man i'm glad he got the shot he was kind of sweating that thing too yeah uh so five people i want to see at aiw and they have to be able to wrestle um I, my not my number. Chris Hero is a fucking good answer. He's on my list for sure. Yeah. Uh, one of mine is a combo, and if only one of them can wrestle, I think that still qualifies it. And one of them, sure as fuck, looks like he can still wrestle. And this will always be my number one till it happens. Is Danny Doring and Roadkill? <laughs> yeah. Um, Danny Doring and Roadkill would be my number one. Uh, Hero would be my number two. Uh... Man, you know who I would like to see is uh, Hoodfoot. Yep in AIW, I would like to see Hoodfoot. I would like to see uh, Warhorse. Fuck he hasn't yeah. done an AIW show. I would, I would take Warhorse. And then uh, I, you know what? It's he would be. I, I, don't know if Warhorse would qualify as a special guest. I guess Hoodfoot wouldn't really either. I don't, I don't know if that's like that big of a thing. Like Chris Hero is, or like Danny Doring would be. Uh, I'm excited to have hawkins back
1: fuck yeah um he's on my list
2: yeah that's cool um there's people like i don't know like nobody can afford it this will never happen i don't think he'll sniff an indie date but andrade just got released <laughs> i'm sure that's a fucking uh, a price that nobody's gonna fucking pay <laughs> to have him come in and work an indie date um ah man i don't know uh, who you got how about Four, if I count Hoodfoot
1: and Warhorse. Yeah, for me, like Myers is on that list for sure. But with him, I hope he brings one of his friends, Smart Mark Sterling. Okay. I've wanted to see him in AEW for a while, and I thought maybe with you know Nick Stapp already here, like that could be like a great shoe in for him. Hasn't happened yet. Also, to go with Brian Myers, we have another you know close friend of his, Heath Slater. Heath Miller.
2: Oh, now that I am super into. Yeah, Heath Slater at an AIW show. I feel like that's a good fit.
1: I see like the three of like those guys like together, the three that I mentioned like in some sort of like six man tag, like against uh, 40 Acres.
2: Dude, Heath Slater would be a great J-Lit guy. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Man, I like Heath Slater. I like where your brain went with Heath Slater. Mm-hmm. You, know who you know who I've always wanted at AIW, but I think he's just dude is too much money. Yeah. probably or, or i don't know what the hang up with him is but rvd man
1: yeah that i don't know if it's money or like i don't know how much wrestling he does nowadays like he would have to be literally one of those signed. he, he just had
2: to run at impact he was in impact That's wrestling true. all the fucking time and you got fonzie there now oh god rvd man i feel like i don't know what i've never asked you know what i mean like i don't know why he's he's never been in but RVD versus Justice, dude. I'd be. I'd. But you just sold a ticket. I'll go watch that shit.
1: I think that would have sold a ticket for Matt Justice, and he's in the match.
2: Yeah, that's
1: could you, fucking great. Could you imagine telling Oh yeah, you are going to wrestle Rob Van Dam, and he already wrestled Sabu. That's true. Multiple times wrestled Sabu. Okay, so those are three of mine. If I would go like more independent names that I'd want to see, because I mean, I think you need that of like people who aren't from the areas. Like Warhorse would be one of those. Um oh dude, I I I have one and he's totally an independent guy.
2: Um he like uh Sup booked him at the collective. Uh I'm gonna butcher his last name, but Daniel Macabe. I
1: thought it was Macabe.
2: Sure. Macabe, Macabe, dude could wrestle like a motherfucker. I would yeah. love to see that dude at AIW. But I think that's a hell of a plane ticket for a guy who's probably not gonna draw anybody extra, but man. I'd that dude can wrestle.
1: I'd also like to see O'Shea Edwards right on. That's a dude that I've pushed to be in AIW for a while, but obviously it was like harder for him to get here. But now, I mean, now he lives in Pennsylvania, so I know that's going to be easier drive for him. Right. So that's four for me. And then five, I'll throw out. He won't necessarily be my fifth pick because like it's kind of like going with, you know, Makabe. I don't think he's going to bring any extra people, but fucking Brett Eisen. I think you love Brett Eisen. I do. I think I think Brett could have the same impact in AIW, kind of like Josh Alexander did. As in he came out for his first match, like everyone was like, oh okay, like I don't know what to expect with this dude. And then, you know, he fucking killed it. And like, I mean, look where he is now. I'm not saying like, you know, Brett would do that exactly, go reach up to impact and all this kind of stuff, but it was I felt like he started off at nothing, but obviously he ended up becoming, you know, absolute champion. And we as a fan base loved him. And obviously when he came back, we loved him again. And I, I think Brett could be one of those people that like a lot of the fan base isn't familiar with him. I think you give him one shot and I think they fall in love. I, f- I felt the same way about Levi and look at him.
2: Yeah. I mean, the crowd definitely loves Levi. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of where I'm at with Hoodfoot too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, think
1: if you, I agree on Hoodfoot,
2: I think if you put Hoodfoot in front of the AIW crowd, it's instant. That dude's over.
1: I'm trying to figure out who another great name would be i used to want max caster but obviously that's not going to happen now
2: i don't know does some of those guys work indie dates
1: that's true um i
2: don't know that i don't know that being an aew excludes you from being able to do some indie shots i think it makes you probably more expensive than a lot of people would want to pay
1: yeah you know i don't think it's been able to say on this episode or i mean these uh episodes lately hats off to bear country
2: Yeah, man, I feel like we might not see a lot more of them because I I feel like they have new jobs.
1: Um, I think they're kind of like one of those uh, teams or even wrestlers where they're signed to AEW, but they're not type thing.
2: Oh, yeah, dude, like the fucking, I don't know how long ago it was that the graphic came up. At this point, I think it was like maybe three weeks ago, two weeks ago, uh, that there was, uh, I looked at Twitter one day and AEW was like, uh that Layla Hirsch was signed to AEW. And I was like, hasn't Layla Hirsch been signed to AEW for like six months? But no, she's just been, I guess, working those dark shows. But yeah. Yeah, man, I don't think those guys ever got their, uh, their fucking tweet from the official account yet. But I feel like if uh, bear country is working an AIW show, it's going to be
1: with a Florida plane ticket. 100%. And I'm, I'm happy we got to see them when we did, and I'm also happy that I waited around, uh, to get a picture with them because I, to me, they're fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, man. I think, uh, also bear Bronson is one of the best wrestling names ever. <laughs> yeah. Like you could pick any name. He picked a good one. Uh,
1: if I'm going to pick a one, one more wrestler
2: here, I'll pick it for you. Uh, you want Rhino uh, because I want every ECW guy that was ever to come be at AIW.
1: I've seen him at AAW,
2: so see him again. I haven't.
1: Of course, of course, I, I've seen I've seen Brian Myers there too. So right, yeah, that might that might have to be it. I'll just I'll just say around. I'm trying to think if there was there anybody from ECW that I'd like to see. Oh, okay, no, no, I got one. It'll never happen. Never fucking happen. New Jack. Ah man,
2: I I get why you'd want. Have you never seen New Jack in person?
1: Never seen him in person, so I obviously never seen him at AAW when he, I think he was there forever ago.
2: Yeah, I didn't see him at AIW, but I've seen New Jack in person a bunch of times. I'm good.
1: Yeah, I just need the one. Just just one. And that's I think that's all I can think of who of people that I want to see for special guests.
2: There's a bunch of people that I would like to see that like wouldn't wrestle.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was originally thinking when he started talking about it. But it's like, oh god, I gotta wrestle shit.
2: Like my my goodness, if Terry Funk could come back.
1: God, yeah. Give Man. A, give me a second try, give you a first try
2: yeah yeah man terry terry funk would be way up that list i'd pay silly money for terry funk at this point jesse ventura is another one man
1: oh god yeah
2: you bring in ventura man i'm gonna be spending that autograph line money i'm gonna spend that picture money
1: i mean i've already had icp as a special guest so that kind of tops my list other than getting actually getting another shot at terry funk
2: terry funk's the one man and Mick Foley's always good. Like, I, if Mick Foley's within like a half hour of me, I'm probably gonna go spend money to get yet another picture with Mick Foley.
1: Yeah, I kind of went to a show, and that was only thing I went there was to get pictures and autographs with wrestlers. And that was it. He was he was like one of those obviously on the top of the list and a super nice dude. I think, And that was right the, right around the time that uh, he boosted Tim Donst for like the cancer stuff. Like he retweeted it or like made some tweets about it. And I was like, dude, that was awesome. Thank you
2: man that's a dude that at this point it's almost like he'd be a special guest if he showed back up at aiw
1: what where the fuck
2: is that where is he I, uh pennsylvania he's <laughs> in pennsylvania
1: pennsylvania on the border of uh new york if i'm correct uh, i think a little further south but yeah. is he further i'm going from like where he's billed from isn't that oh, the other maybe, side of maybe that maybe new york
2: f- maybe that's further north i don't know I'm not trying to give away no shoot information about Tim Dots by accident. No, I think he's,
1: (laughs) I think he's, I thought he's built from there. So I could be wrong. He's built from somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But I think what we haven't seen him. Absolution maybe of uh, 2019. Yeah. So we went, we're going to go almost two years without him.
2: Yeah. That's why I said at this point, him coming back. He'd almost be a
1: special guest. I think he's looking for the Nick Gage pop. All of a sudden. It's pretty big pop. I mean, all like I mean, at this point, like he, he makes a random comeback and it's kind of like, Oh fuck, Tim Donce is back.
2: Ethan page, not as the karate man one last time. Uh, I would like that too. That's something like, there's a few people who are now at AEW that never really got to have like their last AIW show. Yeah. And that's, that's somebody I would really like to have like ego to have one last like real AIW show.
1: He can uh, cuss out that fan again. Does
2: that dude even still come to shows? Uh,
1: I don't know. It's been so long since we've had a show in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't even remember who goes to shows anymore. It's (laughs) going to be so fucking weird. Like that guy could even show up, not even say anything to Ethan Page. Just have Ethan Page cuss him out one more time for old time's sake. It's fucking great. Alright, thanks, Butters. Let's uh, move on to Reese.
3: Hey guys, this is Reese. Just throwing a voicemail to you guys. Curious what you have this. uh, I have a question for y'all.
4: Whatever you... Whatever you're collecting, uh, thing right now is, I don't want to say obsession because, you know, you know, not to say it in a bad way, but in what you're currently collecting right now, focusing, what is your holy grail that you are seeking after? Who will you bring along, Sean Connery, to find this piece to add to your collection? Very curious to he- hear what you guys say. Much love. Nothing but the best.
1: Peace. Thanks, Reese. Uh, wow, what's your holy grail right now, Stacy?
2: Oh man there's a few of them and they're all like super duper pricey (laughs) and some of it's hard to track down like I'm really like with Texas Chainsaw stuff man I'm really into like trying to find uh, original screen used shit at this point like I'm I'm to that level with my Texas Chainsaw stuff and that stuff doesn't come cheap and you've got to kind of like you know, you got to trust the person that you're getting it from and you've got to kind of research the lineage on it to make sure that the shit's real and kind of have like people vouch for the authenticity, you know? Um, so like, that's where I am with chainsaw shit is it's all like screen use shit that pops up every once in a while. If you're, you know, like I'm at this point, I'm kind of in a couple of groups and in circles where like when that shit comes up for sale, we all kind of get a message. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but I'm too I'm too fucking poor for most of it. Uh, my other holy grail, man, is if uh, a certain someone who uh did a murder to have a title would ever like to sell that title, he knows uh that there's a buyer for it. Who would that be? I I can't imagine. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of wrestling titles that have been won by murder in New Jersey.
1: I mean. Eddie, I don't know if Eddie Kingston killed that kid when he ran him over. So, and that wasn't for a title.
2: There wasn't a title involved. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, man, that thing, that's like the, that's the thing, man. I I really, I want it. And I just want one of the uh, tag titles. I want, I want both of them. The women's title. There's no chance that thing was either given back to him or it's in fucking England. But
1: as a whole, I don't know what a lot of my holy grails would be. Cause like for me, it was the... One Funko Pop, I have the Slimed Egon in the Ecto-1 2014 New York Comic-Con Toy Tokyo exclusive, which I had was like the only one I was missing from the original set. And then I happened to get a good price on it. I mean, expensive, but technically at the time, I could have sold it for like $100 more and made profit. And I would have sold it for exactly what it was going for. But ever since then, like, my holy grail is like anything that I should say I think of it's just like well I don't feel the same way as I did towards you know the the Funko Pop right like kind of like looking around my offices or anything that like says like okay no that's kind of like that reminds you of one holy grail like I do want and I I think it's because of how old it is like nobody saved it there's a particular Esquire magazine that Mr. Rogers is in like the whole okay the actually like like what that uh, the Tom Hanks movie was somewhat based on like the guy who wrote an article about him. Okay. I have a save search on eBay for it. And that thing never gets a hit. If it does, it's like they recently released a book, uh, re- or should say re-release one of Mr. Rogers books. And then it has like that article in it, but I want the actual, uh, Esquire magazine. But I think because like I said, how old it is. And like at that time, there probably was no like significance to it. Most people threw it away. And if there's any right. out there, it's someone who it's people just not wanting to budge with it. And that's perfectly fine. But that's, I know, that's one thing on my eBay search that I, I really want.
2: Oh, you know what, man? There's one there's one piece of media for Texas Chainsaw that I don't have that I need to. And I kind of forget that I don't have it because it's not like it's not something you would usually own. But I want a real print and I don't own a print like a an original 35 millimeter print.
1: OK, I thought there was going to be you're going to say like there was going to be a 35 millimeter Ghostbusters earlier, but.
2: No, well, I mean, there is thirty-five, but any, you getting a print run of Ghostbusters is way easier than uh, Chainsaw, like actual on film, because there were so many more of them. Yeah, and like Chainsaw came out in the era where that film like traveled. Like when Ghostbusters came out, it just got released everywhere, right? Yeah. When chains When Chainsaw came out, that same piece of film would play in like Oklahoma, and then a couple weeks later, it would go to Arizona, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it. They, they moved around so they got beat up and they got lost and so you need to find that to have a good I don't even want a good watchable copy of it I just want to own a copy of it on like an actual set of reels to watch the movie they can be beat to shit and taped together I don't care
1: yeah I think that that's pretty much it I'm trying to think if there's any like oh there is one wrestling figure I don't know if I want to consider it a holy grail because I can get it and it's probably like anywhere from 50 to 100 dollars which I, that's I think it's a little pricey but it's for some reason, that's just what they're going for. And it's not even that old. It's a uh, uh, Jack, uh, not Jack's, uh Marvel, not Marvel, fuck, I'm getting late. A Mattel WWE figure came out right around the time of WrestleMania 33, so it's not that old. Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 12. I want it in box. I have, I think I have it loose. A friend of mine gave it to me, but I want it like in the package and like literally that thing, I think I've seen it for like. Somewhere between fifteen and seventy-five, but there probably might be somewhere closer to a hundred.
2: Man, you can sell one of them copies of Dogma. Own yourself <laughs> that figure.
1: Yeah, but I like having all the, the shit that I do of those movies. So, well, there you go. The Curse of the Collector, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Rick gets one one day. Granted, he'd sell, probably sell it to me still for that price, but still, I was. I was yeah,
2: man, I want to. So here's the thing. I would, I want to chime in with this real quick while we're talking about collecting. So. If you collect older figures, right Yeah. if you collect shit, that's not on the shelves right now, there's never anything on the shelves right now, but the shit that's supposed to be on the shelves right now at Walmart or target or wherever, if you collect old figures, you're probably buying them from an independent business, a small independent business. I think it's silly. The amount of people who try to like weasel prices out of a small business. Uh, not saying that you would, but you you'd like just mentioned that like, oh, Rick would sell it to me, probably normal price. Yeah, because like that's a dude who has a business that he's trying to keep open. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like brick and, brick and mortar's not in a great place right now and specialized brick and mortar that's an independent business. That's not a chain. It's not the exchange, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a dude and, and his wife running a shop. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of examples of that. You know, there's, uh, Joey shoots with his RV. You know what I mean? Like there's those kind of places. Like I never try to bargain for a discount. Like that's somebody's livelihood, man. Like mm-hmm. they've put the work in to find the shit, right? Like that's worth money in its own right. You didn't not you yourself, but the metaphorical you, the, you know, the you in general, Yeah, like, you didn't find a guy who had a collection that he was selling and then go to the guy's house and dig through his fucking shit hoarder basement and (laughs) fucking get the shit to your store and get it cleaned up enough that it's presentable. And so, you know what I mean? And you don't deal with the fucking weirdos that come in off the street every day, trying to sell you shit that isn't worth money that they thinks gold. You know, there's that whole side of those stories that I think people don't appreciate. And I just, I've seen it. I've seen a couple of times in the last few weeks, uh, a couple of people that I know that own like little independent businesses talking about how it's weird to them that like people don't go to Walmart and say, hey, can I have this figure that's on the shelf for five dollars less? But they don't think twice about coming into the independent business and doing that. Yeah. And as collectors, I think that's something that as a group, we should all be a little more conscious of.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen Rick talk about that when I even when I, and I'm not saying you accuse me of this, but when I was saying you know, he would sell it to me for that price. I'm saying like, he's not going to sell it to me for the, you know, the price that it originally started. He's going to sell me for what it is worth. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, it's something that if he, if I ever found out he had it and I was willing to pay the money that was on the price tag, I would probably go buy from him. And I, I, I mean, I know Rick has given me some discounts, but like, I'm telling you, it's like literally like a couple bucks. Cause it like, I'll be buying something. He'll be like, Oh, like he'll just like kind of like take a little bit off. Like, oh, it's just going to be this much. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't ask for it. I, well, I want to go in that and support dude, him.
2: That dude runs sales all the time. Yeah. Like, regularly, he'll post shit where it's like, hey, tomorrow, come in, 25% off the shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I don't know.
1: There's, there's two toy stores in Northeast Ohio that I really like. One is Time Capsule Toys. The other one is Toy Hunters. There's another one in Ravenna that I will say that, it's gotten better from when they open, and i'm really really happy about that i hope they continue to to get better but if i had to pick between two of them two of the northeast ohio ones i would pick those two i mean i know there's other ones too other than those three that i mentioned but those two stick out and i love them for completely different reasons like i at least now, i know with like rick for example like compared to toy hunters like toy hunters has like a really really nice area like a, a big store but like rick for example he sells hasbros And I love fucking Hasbro's if I think if Toy Hunters gets them in, they go quick, which is understandable. That's fine. But there's also so much other stuff that, too, that I do like about Rick's store. And I I will do probably at least two laps when I go there, because there's one where I'm like, I'm looking for like certain things in particular. And then like the next lap, I'm actually like scanning everything to be like, oh, I didn't see that the first time.
2: Yeah, man, his shop's not big, but it's always packed with stuff. Yeah. And, and it's his, way bigger than it used to be. I've watched the evolution yeah. of that shop. And so to me, when I walk in there now, I'm like, oh man, this place is huge. Cause I remember when it wasn't.
1: Yeah. I remember I was at the last location once. And like, even like, I mean, that was, that was, that was smaller. Everything was still packed in there. And like, I mean, that's a dude that I think much like what I'm learning a lot of, a lot of toy stores. Cause like how me, Zach and Charlie just went down to Lexington for toy vomit and them, like, I mean, they have their one, their big store. They have their old store next to it that they still like do warehouse out of. And then they have a back to it all, too. That's an additional warehouse. Right. Like there's like I I think we don't realize so much like behind the scenes per se of like, you know, behind, you know, closed doors of like other stuff they have. And there's just they're always selling. They're always buying. And it's it's I think it's really cool
2: job, man.
1: Oh, yeah. That's really cool about like, you know, the you know, the toy seller community. Because when I said that I was going down the toy vomit, Rick said, "Tell them I said hi." So when I went down there, I I said that. And like we we talked about like uh, Northeast Ohio toy stores, and he's like uh, the owner Nate. He was just like, "Yeah, like we it feels like we're the only real toy store around here. Like we kind of uh, were a little bit jealous of like you know, like your part of Ohio where there is a lot more stores. Like you can yeah, go to, that a you know,
2: lot more stores means a lot more competition, though. Yeah." You know, compared to that dude down there, he, you know, if he has shit in, he's the only game in town. Rick's competing with who knows how many stores within, you know, thirty miles. But I guess the the clientele's here for it too. Yeah, and maybe Lexington not so much, because when you get over to Louisville, there's a bunch of other toy stores.
1: I, I, I he did kind of mention like there might be some in Louisville, but. He says, like, if they are, he hasn't really heard anything about them.
2: I mean, I have a buddy who has a toy store in Louisville, so I okay. know there's at least him.
1: <laughs> Fun little side topic of, you know, toy stores. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of any other Holy Grail. I mean, out, I mean, that's even outside of, like, green card Hasbros and the mail-away Hasbros. For me, like, those are Holy Grails, but those are, like, I'm never going to get them, Holy Grail. Oh, those are attainable, man. You can get those. They're out there. I can get them, but I know I... I don't think I'll ever be able to afford them type thing.
2: It's- I got you. Oh, dude, I, I don't think for sure that I would ever be able to afford most of the, the screen use chainsaw stuff. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's about like, so like I used to had to collect a bunch of shit, right? Like a bunch of different dumb shit. And over time I've started like streamlining where, okay, well this shit doesn't matter to me nearly as much as this other shit. So, I'll sell this shit to buy this shit. You know, it's amazing the kind of money that you, you can find tied up in other things you own. You know, like I used to have a stupid amount of guitars. Well, I, over time, I sold those guitars to have a stupid amount of Texas Chainsaw shit. You know, it's things like that.
1: I wouldn't call this a holy grail, but I found out about something recently and I have been kind of looking for it on eBay. And if I if I ever run into it in person, I'd probably buy it, too. It's the original release and it has to be the original first release of National Lampoon's Vacation because the Christie Brinkley scene has the original song in it. It was replaced after that release.
2: Oh, so like the original VHS release.
1: Yes. And I've seen what the cover looks like. And if you go on eBay, like you can you can get National Lampoon's, but you're getting like ones that came out in like the 90s right or maybe the late 80s so if i ever like came across that i don't even know if it's like a high value or not i just thought if i ever find that like that's kind of a cool kind of a cool thing to own
2: well the the other problem with vhs is it wears out Uh, yeah that's true so the older the ones are like i know my oldest copy of texas chainsaw you could put it in and it plays but it looks and sounds like absolute shit and i'm to the point now where i won't put it in and play it because i don't want the (coughs) the chance to happen that a machine eats it Yeah. All right. was a good
1: question, Reese. Yeah, very good question, Reese. Uh, And let's get on to, well, we talk about toys. Not necessarily part of Wrestling Cheers, but we have Jeff from the Fully Posable Podcast.
5: What is going on, Justin Summers? This is your favorite jabron. Isn't that what you called me last week? One half of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. This is Jeff. I have a question for you. I'm turning the tides this week on you. And one thing I want to know is, what is the reason that you have gone away from WWE? And I feel like this question seems to resonate with a lot of people right now. And it seems like a lot of people are just going away from WWE. Is it the storylines? Is it nothing intriguing? What is it that takes you guys away? I'm getting text messages from friends that don't want to put on the show. They think Raw is super boring. There are numerous reasons actually why they feel that Raw is boring. But why are you guys going away from WWE? I notice that you focus a lot on independent wrestling. I know that the show is basically northeast Ohio based independent wrestling, but what is it about WWE that you guys kind of veer away from? I've always been curious about that. For me, I enjoy SmackDown right now. I don't watch Raw. Raw is just too long. Three hours is just too much. I don't mind Smackdown. I can fast forward the the commercials, puts it at about an, about an hour, 35 minute show that I can watch. And of course, you can always fast forward as well. But I'm kind of curious about that. And I just want to sign off and say, remember to spay a new year, cats. And remember, Macho Man Slim Jim figure is the seventh best figure of 2019. Have a great show. Hope you're doing well. Can't wait for your question this week on the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Take care.
1: And if he, if he sounded nicer, it's because he did send me in an MP3 instead of calling the the phone number, which that's perfectly fine. It makes it a little easier.
2: As yeah, I say, it sounded pretty clean for a phone call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to do it in the future. Like if, if people want to send that in, send it in. But that's up to up to people if they want to put a little bit extra effort in or even like send in voice memos. I don't know. It's just. Trying different things. I know last time we did this too, we took like Twitter questions and Twitter topics, but nobody really messaged anything. So it's like, oh, okay, don't need it. But anyway, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, you yeah, jabron. But anyway, I don't know as much about you, Stacey. I know you're, you've like steered away from WWE. For me, it's like, it comes down to just like, I don't have enough time in the week. It started to become a chore when I used to have to talk about it on podcasts and that was part of me like backing away from it, but also with there being like me doing this podcast and like spending time doing it and then wanting to watch other things outside of wrestling. It just took time. And like for a while, I wasn't even watching AEW and I don't routinely watch AEW. I've watched the past like like several handful of weeks, but I don't know if I'd call myself a dedicated viewer. Like I definitely don't watch the other two shows or, or to a point where wrestling as a whole, I don't want to say oversaturated. It's just there's a lot to watch and I'm not going to dedicate my, my day anymore to it, all of it. So now instead what I'm doing is I watch what I want to watch. And now with a lot of podcasts out there, they're going to tell me what's going on in WWE. So I don't necessarily need to watch it. Will I sit down and watch like pay-per-views from time to time? Yeah. Like I'm going to watch WrestleMania. I watched Royal rumble. I couldn't watch Fastlane Cause we were coming back from toy vomit, but that's the way I choose to enjoy it now because also I've watched it for so many years where I'm just, kind of done with it and i think vince uh, i i say vince is somewhat washed up like he just doesn't have that it factor anymore and i think that company needs to reevaluate itself like i'm not saying like they should go out of business or whatever it's however they're doing stuff it's i don't think as a whole it's working but that's just my own opinion what about you stacy
2: um i don't know man i don't really ever put a lot of thought into it like is raw too long hell yes raw is too long um there's there's tv there's wrestling on tv or the internet, every day of the week, every day. There's RAW. There's Impact. There's Ring of Honor. There's AEW. There's AEW's two internet shows. There's NXT. There's you know. There's SmackDown. There's 205 Live, the A show. There's uh, indie shows. There's you know weekly shows on IWTV. There's pay-per-views on the weekends. There's so much wrestling there's a saturation of it and in that saturation you kind of pick and choose like what brings you the most joy i guess and uh for me it's just oh man it's almost never wwe anymore and i don't know why uh raw's long but it was always long and i used to watch it uh but i think maybe before i would like watch it while i was doing other shit so i'd like be on my phone Or I would have my iPad with something else on. And Raw would just be like another thing that was on and was happening. And if something happened, I looked up and saw it. Cool, whatever. Uh, He's right about SmackDown. I watched, like, accidentally watched SmackDown a couple of times this year. And it was very fucking watchable. Uh, But not enough that it made me, like, keep watching it, you know? Like, I started watching it a little bit right before the Rumble because I like the Rumble. And I was like, ah man, I should probably know what's happening prior to the rumble I guess and it was it was good like Kevin Owens doing good stuff like the whole Roman Reigns thing very good Uh, NXT lost me a long time ago and I used to love NXT Um, but sometime around when Bobby Roode was champion there I just quit caring Um, I watch AEW every week and I watch indie stuff but I don't know I don't know what it is with WWE I'll watch like I said I'll watch Mania too it's just not there's just so much shit that's like it's just not as good as the other shit. Um, I'll watch 205 live. A lot of times I'll watch shit like if somebody tells me it's good, right? Like there was that Walter Dragonoff match from NXT UK. Yeah, that like a whole bunch of people were like, dude, you need to watch that match. So I watched it because it was really fucking good. Jake Clemens is down there in the mix. Occasionally he'll be like, hey, watch this. It was really fucking good. I'll watch that because it was really good. Somebody will be like, "Oh, this match on NXT was really good. I'll watch it." You know? Yeah. And I think the NXT pay-per-views are still usually pretty good. I watch those, but I just I don't know, man. I don't know what the thing is. I think it's there's just a lot of stuff, and I like a bunch of other shit. Plus, I have a bunch of podcasts I make. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's only so much time in the world. You mm-hmm. know, you can only you can only spread yourself so many ways. So,
1: and I think what I said too when I I had to be fully embraced into a lot of, you know, WWE impact and all that kind of stuff, even like, like new Japan watching wrestling started to feel like a chore. And like, that's another reason why I kind of stepped away from wanting to do all that. And it's also because I'm watching all these different shows, I'm not getting to watch all these other shows that I thoroughly enjoy that aren't wrestling related. So it was just trying to like, like, you know find a balance and I always say, like I said, kind of like what I said earlier, there's a lot of podcasts that keep me up to date on other things and also social media and YouTube where I can still somewhat know what's going on, but I don't have to spend the two to three hours, you know, in front of my television watching it instead. Like I can, I can do this or I can watch another show or, or whatever it may be like yeah, I don't know. I just can't imagine,
2: like, spending a whole bunch of time, like, invested in a Seamus storyline. Like, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't, that doesn't seem like something I would want to spend my time doing. Like, there's literally thousands. I have, like, every streaming service, right? <laughs> like, yeah. there's a bunch of shows that, like, over this past year, uh, boy, I've knocked a lot of them off the list of shit I should have watched and never did. Uh, I caught, I caught a lot of stuff up. But, man, there's so much good stuff. Like, in the time it would take you to watch uh, three Raws, you could have never watched one episode of it and be completely caught up on what we do in the shadows. I promise you, you will enjoy those nine hours of what we do in the shadows way more than you'll enjoy those nine hours of Raw. It's not
1: a knock on wrestling. It's just it's true. Like, it's just not as entertaining. I don't know i don't know over the last year i've done uh like tried to catch up and like watch other things that i've been told like hey check these things out you know like uh obviously even like even the year before that too like different horror movies and you know watching all the daniel craig james bond movies and blood sport you know i got to got to watch all those all those shit yeah everybody should
2: watch Bloodsport at least once a year
1: i do think i want i do want to watch it again because like when ethan page came back i mean he like did the whole karate man thing I started to kind of get an itch to, like, oh, I gotta to want to watch it again. Like, that was a fun movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Love that movie. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I hope that uh, answered your question. And now we're getting on to the final call, and he is the, the green button. If this,
2: if this is Tyler's dad, I'm going to shit.
1: Well, let's, let's hit the green button and find out.
3: Uh, hey, boys. This is Dwight. Uh, I'm ah, just joking, ah, Dad. Hi. um, I got a question for you boys. And uh, first question is for Justin Summers. Summers, I know you're not a fish, tank, a fish tank mixer. I just fix a fish tank, so that's why it's hard to say it. Uh, but if you had to fix a fish tank, would you be more inclined to, like, smokably do it or, like, an edible? Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, and then second question, you know how, like, wrestlers have to shave their legs when they're little trunk boys because you don't see hairy legs? Do you think they also shave their buttholes? Or do you think they just stop at that point? They're just like, listen, PSI is as high as it gets. I'm not taking a razor to my tank. Just want to know what you guys think. Uh, Listen to Pod Van Dan, listen to Super Chantastic, and I love everybody. Bye today.
1: (laughs) Tell me Ed's not Tyler's dad. (laughs) Ed's not Tyler's dad. (laughs) But when, when I heard, like, granted like a little peek behind the curtain. uh, Whenever you get a voicemail on Google voice, I get a notification and an email of a transcript. And the first thing I see, and this is actually, I got this when I was going down to Lexington and I see, Hey boys, it's Dwight. And then like, obviously if it it messed up some of the translation, but then I I saw fish tank and I'm like, Oh, that's Ed.
5: That's hands (laughs) hands down. It's Ed."
1: So I I was expecting the, Hey boys, it's Dwight. And I hear it. I'm like, Holy fuck. That sounds like Tyler's dad too. What the fuck, Ed? Like you think everybody's Tyler's dad, man? Everybody but you. You don't. He doesn't have that silky voice like you do.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely
1: not Tyler's dad. <laughs> I, I I drove I'm through definitely. Nitro, uh, West Virginia though today. So
2: yeah, Nitro is down there, man. Did you get some tutors?
1: <laughs> I drove through it. I didn't. I'm um, like on the highway. I didn't stop there. But I did realize though.
2: Oh, tutors is tutors right off the highway, man. You can hop right off, get you a biscuit. It's good stuff.
1: I. I have frequent—I don't say frequent. I have been to the Pilot Truck Stop in Nitro a handful of times. It's been—it's been many years. But when I drove past the exit and I looked at it, I was like, "Holy shit, I've been there!"
2: Yeah, man. I have my theory on who Tyler's dad is. If he's not just Tyler's dad, if that's not a genuine dude, but I, I'll keep that one to myself. But it's not—I do—I do not believe it to be Young Ed no. If, or Charlie Butters. If it
1: were Ed, what a ruse!
2: dude if it's ed man that's just the best that's just uh, man hats off to him if that's ed because his impressions for everything else love them but they're not like you know that most accurate so like if he made up like a, a whole new voice and a whole new character and that whole thing man that's top notch i don't think it's ed
1: he's got some great impressions like i he only he only did it a handful of times i love the bernie sanders
2: Bernie Sanders is pretty good is I, I really like the Jesse Ventura I was Jesse gonna say Ventura the Jesse Ventura too
1: but when, when he did the uh Bernie I was like Bernie has to come back for the Halloween episode now because I fucking loved it so much dude there was a whole bit on the way home
2: from the first Indianapolis AIW show that's you know no one will ever hear it it was never recorded it was just him and I in the car on the way home man it was golden it was really good uh but so what was his fucking question? He
1: asked you about weed. D- do people think I've never smoked weed? I don't know. I, you don't smoke weed. Well, I d- just because I don't doesn't mean I've never. Right. Like, I don't
2: know. How <laughs> would you be inclined to do it? We t- we t- you, know, we'll, you know, weed has progressed since your day, Justin, <laughs> if you smoked way back <laughs> in the day. Uh, also, t- like pop can like with holes in it. That's not the preferred method.
1: Oh, I never, never. I was. No, if it wasn't. Uh a regular way. Like I, I never wanted to do a a
2: regular way. I say regular way as like, I do drugs the regular way
1: (laughs) as in like, I don't want to do it like out of a apple or out of a pop can. Like I, I did it out of, this makes me sound so dumb, but like, it was just like through pipes, bongs. I don't think I ever did a hookah joint blunt. I don't think I've ever did a steamroller. I might've,
2: now you're just naming things you've heard of.
1: No, I, <laughs> I, I, we talked about it earlier. I lived in a fucking trailer park. Trust me. One of the few things we did was smoke weed,
2: man. If weeds, all you had in the trailer park, you were in one of those highfalutin trailer parks.
1: Oh no, there was other things, but that's the only thing that I did. Yeah. I, uh, I, I smoked weed in when did I start like right before eighth grade, I rarely ever bought it, especially obviously at that age, it was just more like uh way we described that if you've Ever seen the movie Half Baked? I know you have, but just listener-wise, I was a uh, Snoop Dogg smoker. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, hey, like, I, but it was more like I happen to be around, so I'd smoke it type thing. um And then I don't know I just had fits where, like, I know I had like a whole year I didn't smoke weed, but I, I promised every friend that I that offered me weed that year that like after my birthday I'd smoke with them, and I did a lot of that. But then I got with one of my exes, and she was like. Hardcore anti pot and everything. So like me, I was never like really hooked, uh, in love with weed. I should say I wouldn't say hooked, but like it was never something I just always had to have. I just didn't smoke with her. And then while I was dating her, I became a truck driver and obviously can't smoke weed. I mean, I can, but I'm not taking that risk of losing my career after I get. Which re-
2: is so it's so weird to me that something that's legal in so many places still <clears throat> affects You as a truck driver, I mean, it affects people everywhere. Like just because you have a medical card, unfortunately, doesn't mean that whatever job you have can't uh, can't still piss test you. And because, you know, marijuana is the one thing that just sticks around forever in you. And if you're fat, it sticks around even longer. You know, you could have not smoked weed for four months and you're going to piss dirty. You know, you that that ain't happening with blow. That ain't happening if you're taking oxys, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that shit's out of you, like 72 hours stops. Um, So it's really that whole thing is basically a scam, like drug tests, in case people don't know, for the most part, are a scam that lets businesses be able to get lower insurance rates. It's also in some cases a way to discriminate in employment without actually being able to be called out on discrimination, but for the most part, it's usually about being able to get a better insurance rate. Where they could say, "We have drug-free workplace," and then whatever company does their business insurance goes, "Oh, well, you get a cheaper rate because of
1: that." But for us too, it that's industry wide. That's like government. Uh, well, right, be- mandate. But but again, <clears throat> if you drink a beer three
2: weeks ago, it doesn't affect you today driving your truck. But if you smoke weed three weeks ago, it affects you today driving your truck on a piss test.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, a little. I, I mean, for me, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't bug me because even what I tell people too. on like the alcohol side of it, too, a DUI for me is 0.04. Sure. And it doesn't matter what I'm driving. I could be driving my own sure. vehicle down the road home, and if I have a 0.04, that's a DUI for me.
2: Right. And I'm fine with that because it's a level of responsibility that comes along with the machine you drive down the road. Mm-hmm. And but I, my, my thing with, with the way marijuana is regulated is, is, you know, whatever, this isn't that podcast, I guess no. he just wanted a funny answer about how you would do weed. So we should probably do that instead.
1: <laughs> but if I, if I were to do it now, I've often, I, cause I never, I don't think I ever did an edible. Like we always, I, we always talk about, you would
2: know if you did, we always you, would talk would, about pot
1: brownies, but we, I don't think we ever did it. I, well, I'm pretty sure we never, never did it.
2: Dude. Edibles rule so much different it's awesome the best part is when you're dumb and you don't know how they work and you're like oh man that edible wasn't shit because it takes forever to kick in and then you eat another one and then the first one kicks in and you don't know that that's just the first one kicking in and then that second one kicks in and you are on the fucking moon it's amazing you make that mistake like once or twice unless you somehow really like it
1: that uh, that almost sounds like when i used to have this one friend of mine make jello shots and he always made them with everclear but he mixed it with enough stuff where you didn't taste the Everclear. And if you just sat Um, there and pounded those things, yeah, those fuckers came back and kicked your ass.
2: Oh, man. So there's a big difference, though. Your friend's an asshole. He's just trying to kill people like (laughs) alcohol poisoning can happen. You just eat a bunch of pop. Like if you eat too much like edibles. You eventually just fall asleep. Like if you eat too much fucking Everclear shots, you'll fall asleep forever.
1: (laughs) There's more. There was more than just Everclear in there, too.
2: Still, that's just that's that's bad business man i don't know that's mean shit i don't remind me who that dude is i don't want to ever be around
1: him i don't trust him sketchy character um tell, tell that to anybody I, who ever had those jello shots we we all fucking love them
2: Ooh, good for you man i used to be a maniac too um <laughs> i you know i'm i'm uh as as ed battis might know in conversations we've had i'm recently straight edge okay uh like for real um I have hit a blunt twice since I caught COVID uh, back in October, because uh, COVID destroyed my lungs, and I didn't even have a bad case of it. Uh, I had what, what's considered a pretty mild case, and my lungs are fucking roached. I could not imagine. Uh, smoking pot right now I couldn't it's not even a possibility and <clears throat> I like edibles but I just kind of like I don't know man I just haven't done anything so I haven't drank I haven't uh, smoked weed and uh, since October aside from like two it's off a of blunt on like New Year's so I'm, I'm calling that straight edge I'm now straight edge just like <laughs> a Mattis. he's got however many years of not doing drugs I've got a couple months same same
1: <laughs> shit tomato tomato
2: yeah if he was if he was serious about being straight edge, he'd have X's on his hands already. <laughs> he'd have permanent tattooed X's. He'd have it on fucking his face. He'd be like that Earth Crisis fucking dude. You ever see that? The dude who got Earth Crisis tattooed on his face? No. Be like that. Oh, yeah. That's commitment to straight edge. Ed Battis doesn't have that commitment to straight edge. That's why I say I'm just as straight edge as Ed Battis now.
1: Okay, what about the the second question?
2: Oh, do they take the razor to the beehole? hole Um... I think it's probably a waxing situation. Yeah, I feel the, like nobody wants a razor that close to any any of that in the undercarriage. Man, you don't.
1: I don't even think a death match match wrestler would do that.
2: Yeah, man. Like I nicked my balls with a razor once. That's a one time happening. You do that once, you find a different way. Yeah, that'd be. Oh, uh, that's
1: just that's like scared to think about.
2: Yeah, oh. that's a that's a waxy situation right there. You go pay someone at a, a place to put the stuff on there and then rip it off
1: yeah because there's no way you could do that alone i mean you could but i i wouldn't recommend it
2: man if you can wax your own asshole you have some flexibility i meant shaving that's you
1: shave your asshole and be able to see it perfectly
2: ah you could use a mirror and shit i don't know i guess you could wax it too i don't know i'm not very flexible so that all sounds very difficult to me also i have no reason to wax my asshole my asshole can be as hairy as it needs to be
1: (laughs) and uh try it for us and let us know like which method works better whether shaving it or waxing works better
2: absolutely i think that's something that ed should try out and report back on
1: and uh no help from his girlfriend just him alone
2: (laughs) Oh, man, we just talked about how, like, the shaving part's very dangerous. I don't wish hurt on the boy. Come on now.
1: I I don't wish hurt on him either, but he didn't say it because he said, like, like, they have to shave, like, they were shaving their asshole.
2: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess it's,
1: yeah, man, I don't
2: know. Ed, you can have help to do it, but you should (laughs) uh, report back.
1: Let us know. Let us know which hurt more or at all
2: accidentally cutting your asshole or having (laughs) wax ripped off of it which one hurt worse let
1: us know all right that uh that will do it for the uh the voicemails thank you to everybody who called uh the the car warranty place they thank you thank you for thank you for that phone call but zach Gold, charlie reese jeff from fully posable and ed from pod van Dam. any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go stacy
2: um, there should have been some episodes of uh Askew and Super Fantastic out already and they aren't because uh life happened and I switched to jobs and a number of other things, but uh there will be new episodes of both uh Super Fantastic Horror movies and Askew covering Chasing Amy with AIW's own Matt Wadsworth, uh coming up. And I would say at this point, probably the beginning of April. Now, if I'm being realistic, uh, there will be uh, new content over there. There was just a new episode on that same feed of super chantastic with young Ed and I, that thing comes out kind of whenever we feel like it. And this month we felt like it. So, uh, there's one of those. You can get those on. If you search super fantastic on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, like all the shit that Justin says at the beginning of the show, my shit's on all that, but I'm not gonna say all that uh, every time. So I just say like Spotify and Apple because that's what people use. Uh, but you can even like my shit's on YouTube, I think, because Libsyn it's a place that sends it to. So yeah, there's that stuff. Check uh, check all that shit out. That's what I got to plug.
1: And of course, you can find myself on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com/slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com/slash Wrestling Cheers, Instagram.com/slash Wrestling Cheers, email if you so choose. Desire Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. your are ever to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean. Wrestling and you can find all the links. For all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast. We like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds With Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks With Mics, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, the co-host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hiyo, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you shave your butthole. Later. <laughs>